Hi, this is Chris Torres, and welcome to the American Agriculturist Young Farmer Podcast. Today's podcast comes to you from Pittstown, New Jersey, where we stopped in and talked to Dan Linus, the owner of Spring Run Dairy, LLC. Spring Run Dairy is a 50-cow tie stall operation, and, uh, and Dan Linus is 30 years old, and he started the operation just a few years ago in a county where there's only eight dairy farms left. We talked to him about his successes, about his challenges, and really about his positive attitude about not only dairy farming, but farming in general in the Garden State. So... It was a good conversation, and without further ado, here is our conversation with Dan Linus. Okay, so Dan Linus, welcome. Thanks. <laughs> um, met you at the Pennsylvania Farm Show a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you seem like a, a good guy to come up and... Uh, an interview. Don't really get out to Jersey that much. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself here and about the farm. Yeah. So, uh, I met you out at the Kevin corner out at the farm show. My girlfriend, Sarah and I were out there volunteering. Um, they asked for volunteers throughout the day to, uh, you know, interact with the public, answer questions, you know, help if need be with the, uh, with the calving of the cows and such. So it would say, uh, it's a good experience. We, uh, we enjoyed doing it. So, um, I'm a uh, first generation dairy farmer here in New Jersey. We're in Hunterdon County. I milk roughly 50 cows in a tie stall barn. I am a graduate of Delaware Valley College or university now in 2011. I have a dairy science degree. Um, grew up with uh, beef cattle. My dad has had beef cattle, grain, hay, crops. Um, so I grew up around cows, just not dairy cows. And it was always my favorite part is working with the cows every year, calving them in, running them through the chutes and, and things like that. So I wanted to focus more on the cattle side of things. So when I went to Del Val, that's what I did, focused on dairy science. Um, I do have a strong passion, though, for the field crops um, as well as the cows. So that was why dairy farming to me was a perfect match. It's, it's a good combination of cattle work every day as well as growing crops, growing feed, feeding them to the cows. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a really nice balance and it's combines two things that I really enjoy doing. How, how old are you, Dan? I just turned 30 this year. Just turned 30. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. I turned 40 last year. I turned 41 <laughs> very soon here. Um, so j- just tell me a little bit about, um, you know, when you actually, obviously you probably took some time. Did you stay here on the farm when you were in college or did you, you know, did you get away from the farm and then come back? So I did not go anywhere. I didn't work anywhere. The only place I worked was at the college farm. I worked there for three years as I attended. Um, but most of my weekends were driven back here to the farm. And helping you came my back dad. and forth. Yeah. So I did have a few dairy cows while I was in college. Uh, my dad and my brother helped, helped with that while I was getting through my last few years there. Um, so I did come right back right after 2011 graduation and started full-time doing helping my dad and starting my own my own venture okay okay well we're going to go back and forth a little bit here so um so let me just just ask you when growing up on the farm growing up here um well first off before we do that give us sort of like a little bit of a of a of a um i know driving into here it's a beautiful area but, but sort of give us for the for the listeners what kind of area this is in terms of agriculture we're in really central to north jersey here 
78, I-78 is not too far away. Newark Airport is about, what, about an hour away? Yep. And New York City is about an hour and 10 minutes away. So yep. tell us a little bit about the area. So we are on the western side of the state. We're only a mile or two from the Dollar River. Um, but we are close to 78, which is nice because it gets easy access to you know the big city. We can run into New York if we want for activities and things like that, but it also gives us you know ways to Pennsylvania. So this... This area, we're kind of in a in a real niche area where it's more rural, more open land. Um, you know, our school district doesn't have a, a ton of kids. Um, a lot of horses. There are quite a bit of horses, but that's a common theme in New Jersey. You know, quite a bit of horses and not many dairy farms. So I am the only dairy farm in my township. There are eight in our county here in Hunterdon County. Um, so, you know, growing up, there was not a whole lot of agriculture, but we still have a decent amount to where, you know, my interest was still held here. Mm -hmm. Um, so I enjoy doing those types of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a, it's a, like you said, it's a very pretty area. There's not, when most people think of New Jersey, they don't picture this. Um, it's a, it's a great experience to bring someone like you out here to, to show them this nice area, nice part of New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people think of New Jersey, they either think of, uh, the Sopranos, or they, th <laughs> or they think of you know the Pine Barrens, or they sure. think of the beaches and all that sort of yep. thing. That's a really good area. Um, so you know, did you always have aspirations of becoming a farmer? I mean, was that was that number one here? I mean, clearly being in an area like this, you could have done a lot of other things. Sure. So you know, growing up, you know, we we helped on the farm. We did you know what needed to be done, but my my parents and my dad never you know forced me into that field so i didn't grow up doing 4-h or anything like that i grew up playing a lot of sports i wrestled i played lacrosse i raced motocross um so i did a lot of other things off the farm and to me i think that helped bring me back because i wasn't forced to do it when i was young um i think that's a big thing you know moving forward with you know other generations and other people you force things on your kids you know they're more than likely not going to want to do it um, so I, I didn't, I can't say from a young age, I wanted to be a dairy farmer. Um, I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go, but about high school, um, freshman year, high school, somewhere around there is, you know, when I started coming back towards that agricultural field that drew my interest. And what was it? I mean, was it, was it, was it something in, in school that you were learning or, or, or just, or just, you know, just working on the farm with your dad? I mean, what I think was it, it was working on the farm and just maturing, um, finding that I, you know, I had skills and that I was good at those, at these things that needed, you know, working on the farm, um, you know, and playing sports also, also helped with that, you know, being diligent and, uh, and being able to, you know, know what needs to be done and when it needs to be done and being responsible. So, um, yeah, it was the high school growing up, you know, different friends, clicks of friends, you know, those types of things, they kind of steer you in certain directions. So um, that's how I ended up interested in agriculture. And then you went to Delaware Valley, and yep. then eventually you ended up here then. Okay, yep. okay. So, um, so tell, me about the, um, tell me about your transition. I mean, obviously you went to four years of college then at DelVal. And then tell me about, uh, about your sort of, I guess you can say, you were, you were here on weekends, as you said, but um, did you become full-time then afterward? I mean, did you decide, did you decide at that time? I mean, how, how was the farm set up? I mean, did, did your father put you in, 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 in part of a partnership or something? I mean, how did that work out for you? So when I came home, it was strictly, you know, work for dad, help him 
while doing my own side gig because I only milked a few cows at the time. My idea was to slowly grow a herd um, rather than going out and purchasing a big herd, one more big expense that I didn't need. Um, so I kind of grew slowly into it where it's, you know, I started with two cows, five cows, 10 cows. And, um, and as it became more and bigger and bigger, that's when I started to be more full-time on the dairy side of things. So the timeline was after I graduated in 2011, two years later is when I built a brand new tie stall barn to hold my cows and I moved up. I started Spring Run Dairy LLC um, and that sealed the deal for a full-time job. This is what I do. Um, that's not to say I don't work with my dad on a daily basis. You know, he needs help and I need help. So we kind of work back and forth. He helps me a lot with, you know, getting my crops done, making hay, things like that. And, uh, and then in reverse, I go down and I help him, you know, plant his corn and help him bale his hay and, and all along those lines. So it's a, it's a nice balance, you know, having, I wouldn't be able to do it without him, that's for sure. But it is my own entity here. So do you have siblings involved in the operation? I have two older brothers. Neither are directly involved. They both, you know, enjoy the farm and love the farm life. They just chose different career paths um, than what I did. So I am the youngest of three boys. Why dairy farming? <laughs> There's only eight dairy farms. Well, I mean, when you got in, when you started Spring Run Dairy LLC and you, and you built your barn... Um, was, was the, was the, um, was dairy farming that much different back then? What is it? Seven or eight years ago than what it is now? Uh, not really. You know, there, it, farms were going out at a, at a fast rate as they are now, I would say. Um, we did have a real high peak in 2014 and that gave dairy farmers, you know, a real <laughs> inspiration, but it came crashing down just as quick as it, you know, went up the price at least. Um, so to say the least it, uh, not, there was no real draw, like, okay, this is a real moneymaker. It's uh it uh, has to be a passion. And that's what it was for me. You know, I loved my cows. I loved breeding my cows and working with them every day. Um, so that's why I wanted to make it a full-time, full-time job. Yeah. At the same time though, you want to, you want to have a successful full-time job and you want to have a successful business. So why did you think, um, dairy farming in this area, or at least, um, you know, the way you were going to set up the business, um, how did you, did, did, tell me about your type of thinking about, about, you know, how you thought you could set up this business for future success in this particular area. Um, so to start, I, you know, we always have to think about the future. So I always was thinking, you know, some type of value added. We have the people here in New Jersey um, to to produce a product and then sell it directly to market. I'm not at that stage in my business, um, but being in New Jersey, dairy farming in New Jersey, I certainly think it has to be something that crosses your mind um, because as we get smaller and smaller and the more people there are in the state, especially um, the easier, I feel the easier it is would be to get rid of a product like that um so like i said it's it's not i'm not at that point yet i'm i would like to be soon um because it is you know a better you know more financially stable outlook doing it that way selling a direct market rather than commercial you know commodity milk um in the meantime i sell commodity milk through dfa i you know sell hay i sell straw i raise some extra grain sell cows um 
the idea is you can't just do one thing. You got to be diverse. So when certain markets are up, you know, other markets are down. It's uh, it's just has to be a balancing act essentially. So um, I think the cows are the mainstay. They bring in the check every month, but growing some extra alfalfa hay, selling some extra corn, growing some, you know, some small grains and straw, they all are pieces to that puzzle that make it a, you know, a successful business for now until we can, you know, transition to a value added type product. Okay. Okay. Uh, how many head of cattle do you actually have? So total head, there'd be about 85. 85. So that's young stock, including milking cows. Okay. And then do you, do you, are you pretty diversified in your type of, the type of cattle that you have? I mean, what, what type um, of cattle do you have? So I was a strictly a Jersey breeder um, until I met my girlfriend, Sarah, <laughs> and, uh, and we enjoy showing cows. So she likes Holsteins. She brought a few Holsteins here. I've purchased a few um, more show style Holsteins in the past few years. Um, so I would say about 75% of my herd is still jerseys and the balance would be Holsteins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still love my little brown cows, those jerseys to me, they, they're, they're the best, but I do enjoy the Holsteins that we have and showing them. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, so just, just, um, um, so when you started this dairy, tell me about the, um, tell me about the decision to actually build a new barn. Tell me about, you know, um, why you did it and uh, and how that went for you so right after school and during school i was milking cows um in a small barn at another farm that my father rented um it was not set up for milking many cows i just made do with what i had um i used bucket milkers i carried pails um i did everything the hard way essentially um and i wanted to learn how to do it all you know work for what i had essentially uh, I wasn't. I was maxed out at about 15 cows, 15, 20 cows at the other uh, the other place, and the end goal was always to build a brand new facility. That way, um, I set myself up for the future. Um, it is a big financial burden, but um, the idea was to start fresh, start new. That way, I was setting myself up for success many years down the road. Um, so even through school, and then right after school is when I really started. You know, looking at barns, figuring out designs, what's going to work best, parlor, tie stall, you know, what type of facilities I wanted to build. Um, I settled on this tie stall barn because it's um, it's it's an all in one package for me. I can I milk my cows, I feed my cows, I can house my cows, breed my cows. Everything can be done in this barn. Um, I didn't need a separate you know, freestall facility, then build another parlor, then build another facility for, for feed storage and, and so on. Um, I was able to get everything done for this size herd in this tie stall barn. Okay. And then tell me a little bit about, um, you know, um, did you get a lot of funding or anything for, for the, for the barn? I mean, besides, besides, besides loans and all that sort of thing. I mean, how did that, so there were no grants. Um, everything was an out of pocket loan. Um, and I worked with the Farm Service Agency. I got two separate loans um, to build the barn, and I also have a manure storage. The manure storage came after the barn. About three years later, I uh, I worked with NRCS, Natural Resources Conservation Service, on a equip project to do a manure storage facility. Um, when I first started, I you know, hauled manure every day, daily haul. And uh, for anyone that does it, it knows you know how how much work it is, and and 
you know how how non-beneficial it is for the environment um, spreading manure outside every day no matter the weather conditions so the uh, slurry store was an easy transition and i did get funding through the equip project for that um, but the barn itself it was all loans directly on me interesting did you feel like um you know obviously um this is your family this was your family's operation then this was all your family's operation then okay um so if you would not have been i guess born into a farm if you would have been outside you know an urban person getting into farming and all that um you know if you wouldn't have had that 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 support system with your family being in there and obviously it sounds like your family really supported you um you know do you think um being as young as you are and in the area that you're in particularly the area here in new jersey do you think you would have been able to tell me a little bit about the difficulties you think you would have that would have been in front of you to actually start not just a dairy farm but a farm itself so uh specifically a dairy farm it can be done there are people that have done it um locally it's a very hard road for sure. Um, I am very blessed to have my dad and my mom behind me, supporting me this whole time. Um, whether it be, you know, with, you know, labor, you know, moral support, you know, equipment, things like that to help me get the job done. Um, doing it without them not having this farming background. Uh, I don't know if I would have had, had the ability to do it in this area. The, uh, I assume that that land is very expensive here. Absolutely, right? land is very expensive. Taxes are very expensive, and you know there's there's not a whole lot of facilities available. You know for young people to to hop right into. We're not in that agriculturally dense area, say like a Pennsylvania, where there are lots of dairy barns that are vacant, especially now that someone can you know refurbish, fix up for minimal amount, and you know milk cows right away. Uh, that was a you know, a tough pulling point for me, you know, do I just go move somewhere where there's already a barn and a facility and all this land for cheaper? Or do I stay here with the base that we have, the family that I have surrounding me and, and just make it happen? Um, that was the route I chose, obviously. Um, but it, it could have happened another way. Um, did, I don't, how, how serious were you about that? I and mean, did you really consider it? Did you consider going to Pennsylvania or even New York State or whatever? It, I would say it crossed my mind a few times. Mm -hmm. Just when you push the pencil on, you know, building a brand new barn, you're spending, you know, half of what you could, if not more, if you went and just, you know, bought a farm somewhere else that already had the facilities ready to go. Um, so, you know, I couldn't have done it. I don't think not on my own. It would have been, it would have been too tough. Mm -hmm. So that's why I decided to stay here. Why dairy cows? I know you touched on your love for dairy cows, but why dairy cows? I mean, you could have done, you probably could have done a lot of other things here. I mean, you could have done a lot of other value-added type things, um, especially in this area. When I mean value-added, you know, uh, anything from, uh, you know, high-value grains, high-value vegetables, beef cattle, whatever. Why dairy cattle? So we had beef cattle. My dad always raised beef cattle. Um, I just enjoyed the daily aspect of the dairy cows. Um, I'm really interested in the genetics as well. There's nothing more exciting than, you know, having a cow, breeding her, picking the bull, getting that calf, watching that animal develop, and then come calf back in. 
there's there's nothing more exciting than seeing that happen to me and you get a similar you know thrill if you're raising beef cow sure it's just not nearly what it is for the dairy cow because you work with them every single day you know beef cows they're more you know hands off you turn them out to pasture you check on them you know you do a few you know major things with them you know during the year but dairy cows you're there you gotta you know really breed for a better cow for the next generation because you're going to be working with that next generation every single day twice a day milking them feeding them everything um so the dairy cows were a real draw for me because i enjoyed that work i enjoyed that hands-on working with the cows every single day feeding them breeding them uh, milking them everything like that um the the beef cows obviously you know i don't want to sound you know rude it would definitely be an easier route uh workload wise um but it, to me it just it wasn't as thrilling as it is working with the dairy cows how many so. times how many days how many how many times a day are you actually milking so we milk twice a day, twice a day. um about six thirty, seven in the morning about five thirty at night um so you know again i'm my own boss i can set my own schedule um you do everything the same every day and uh, i do have two young people that help me uh in the evenings which is a big big help um that way i do have a little free time you know just for mental aspect being able to free your mind you know and not have to go to the barn that one night two nights a week is it's a big deal it really helps uh you know keep you keep you interested and keep your love there for sure sure uh, sure you you had talked about um, you know when you started this farm when you started the dairy farm that you would eventually get to the point where you were going to do more value added or you were going to you know try to get into that market a little bit um, you know so what's I mean do you do like school tours here I mean do you do anything you know to that extent have you started doing anything to that extent I have not um, you know my my interest and my involvement in you know value added stuff is is very little to none right now. Um, but the writing is on the wall. Yeah, I feel like you really just got to do something uh, to stay to stay uh, active in New Jersey. Um, and like I said before, you got to capitalize on these people that are here. Or you know, the most densely populated state in the country. We should take advantage of that. You know, especially as a dairy farmer and having a dairy product. Um, and everybody's interested in local, whether it be you know local produce, local beef, whatever it may be. You know, local milk, local dairy products, cheese, ice cream, you know, fluid milk. Uh, you know, I think there's a strong demand for it. And even if there are a few other people doing it, there's a lot of people to buy from, you know, yeah. buy your products. One one interesting thing about this farm, um, you know, driving up to this farm, you live not even a mile away from a skydiving facility. Yep. <laughs> it's an interesting one. So that just tells you how how unique this area actually is. Sure. People skydiving. Have you ever had issues with that? I mean, do people? <laughs> no. I mean, they. Uh, it's pretty interesting to watch. You can you can hear them skydiving, yelling, screaming the whole way down, and that's a new thing. I would say in the past five to ten years, they started that at the airport. Uh, probably a similar aspect, being a little more diversified. Um, bringing people in and you know people come from all over to go skydiving you see you know all sorts of different plates on their cars coming to to go skydiving driving around here so uh, but yeah it's a little it's a little different perhaps you can get into the market of flying people in to get your milk absolutely it's definitely <laughs> uh, something to think about 
So d- d- just just tell me a little bit. You know, um, obviously we met at the farm show, and you were involved in the in the cabin corner, or you were there to, at the cabin. Were you were you involved in that then? We were volunteering. Yes. Yeah, we had signed up ahead of time to uh, to volunteer for a two hour or three hour slot while we were there. Um, so we were. That was my first time doing it. My my girlfriend. This was her second time doing it, and she enjoyed it. So she asked if I would like to tag along this time. So it mm-hmm. was fun. What was that? Lo- I mean, in in terms of your interaction with people, um, for those who don't know what the Cabin Corner is, it's held every year at the Pennsylvania Farm Show, and and really the gist of it is to, at least the way I see it, is to is to get dairy farmers, get human dairy farmers out there with the public in this whole environment of, you know, a cow giving birth and, and all that sort of thing. But um, did you get to interact with the public that much? Yes. Um, it was a little nerve-wracking driving out there. Um, you know, you, you don't know what to expect. It, for me, at least on my first time doing it, um, you know, what kind of questions are they going to ask? Uh, are they going to talk about, you know, certain things that are hard to answer and, uh, and put reference to? So I was a little nervous going into it, but... Um, I felt like my experience, you know, having an education, you know, being able to talk about it, I, uh, I think I handled it pretty well. There's no, there weren't any, you know, real terrible questions. People are genuinely interested in, in what's going on and what we're doing there. Um, and to me, that was inspiring to know that, you know, these people are all coming in and they genuinely wanted to know, you know, what we were doing and had good questions um, so for me, that was that was fun. It made it a, an enjoyable experience. Will you be doing that again? I uh, probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this podcast, you know, what we try to do is we try to, um, you know, we try to get at the heart of of, uh, of young farmers and and the concerns that they have and and the needs that they have. You know, it's sort of a conversation. We try to we're trying to to, to sort of set it up as a conversation between you know people. You know, between the young farming community, um, in terms of in terms of uh, you know, we did cover obviously we could cover it to death the 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 challenges of farming in this state, but I don't want to. I think we've done that already. How about you know, um, in terms of uh, um, you have some issues with labor, um, I'm sure, even though you have two young people, and that's great to hear that help you out in the farm. Um, but I could definitely see because of talking to other farmers that if you would grow exponentially that you could have some issues with getting people to work here but um you know i i guess from from being a young guy getting started in this business being fairly new you know what what are your biggest um you know struggles concerns needs out there you know as somebody who's fairly young just got into this business a dairy farmer um what are your biggest you know struggles needs concerns um for me, as a young person, I think I just I just lack the experience as an older generation, an older dairy farmer, any farmer for that matter, has. Um, I'm I make more mistakes than they would, whether it be you know how to how to handle a cow, how to handle certain situations when it comes to a cow, you know breeding, um, and then you can go so far as to making mistakes with the crops, you know. Should I have planted this day or should I have planted this type of seed? And I think those are all things that you will learn year after year, especially after making the mistakes, obviously. Um, but it's it's fun to talk to the older generation to, you know, kind of 
bounce some ideas off of them to know, you know, what will work, what won't work. Um, but you also got to fail at some things just for the sheer, you know, will of, of knowing, okay, well that won't work. Let's try something different next year. Um, so that's to me is, is the biggest thing. Um, especially not growing up on a dairy farm, someone that may have grew up on a dairy farm, you know, has that experience of childhood growing up, you know, having a, uh, parents that had more experience. So, you know, I kind of learn a lot of things as I go, even though I do have a college education of it. You don't learn everything, obviously, even working on a, on a dairy farm. Um, you know, if I were to change one thing, probably it would be to go work on another, you know, one or two farms. I know people say that all the time is get off the farm, you know, go experience other facilities, other places, other people, um, know what works, what doesn't work for you. Um, so for me, it was, it's just experience. I think that was, is, is challenging. You know, I still, you still battle with it today. So do you have an example of where you, where you failed and, and you learned a pretty good, pretty good lesson? <laughs> well, I could say, um, just breeding cows in general, getting them bred back serviced in a timely manner. You know, I struggle with, it's not the, the servicing part. It's the catching them, breeding them, getting them bred back, you know, breeding cows in general. Um, even though I like the genetic side of it, I struggle getting cows pregnant. Um, that's just, as a dairy farmer, that's one thing that's just super critical oh, absolutely. to get oh. done because it, it, it's your ticket for profits. Exactly. You know, whether it be, you know, you know, it's all geared around getting a, a cow pregnant and calved in to produce milk. So, um, you know, it's something that I've been struggling with, but it's, Every year, I feel like I'm getting a little better. You, you talk to a few more people, see what they're doing, you know, what works for them, maybe try that here. Um, so that's, that's definitely something that, I, that I'm working on improving. Mm -hmm. Great, great. So besides the value-added stuff in the future here, how about in five years? You know, what, what will Spring Run Dairy look like, you think, in, in five years? What, what, what are your future goals here for the immediate future? Ooh. So my next goal right now is I, I lack a, a proper heifer raising facility, a proper heifer barn. Um, I, uh, I have some designs in mind, and I've been working with um, NRCS to, uh, to put together some type of facility. Um, so in the next year, hopefully, I'd like to build a new heifer barn so I can you know, better grow my heifers, better grow some animals to, to show and things like that. Um, so that's that's my number one goal here in the next next year or so get a new heifer barn put up um, and after that I think I start really gearing in and focusing on uh, on the value-added stuff you know which direction do I want to go do we want to do fluid milk um, I know cheese is a big one but I'd like to be a little more even diverse than that I feel like everybody does cheese when they have a dairy cows um, you know maybe make ice cream, maybe just sell fluid milk, um, you know, maybe make yogurt. There are a lot of different options that you can do. Um, finding that little niche and being good at it. Um, so in that aspect, I'd like to think in the next five years, I have, you know, something worked out, whether it's a firm plan, if not already working into that plan to have, uh, you know, value added products being sold or about to be sold in the next five years. Mm -hmm. um it's tough financially though because 
everything to do all those products costs a lot of money processing in general as well as it requires wearing a different hat every day you know right now i wear a dairy farmer hat take care of the cows take care of the crops i have to change that hat and put on a processing hat and that's something that you know i'm not real familiar with so whether that means hiring someone to take care of that facility take care of the processing end of things that may be something that i have to look into um you got to stick to what you know and i'm i don't know processing so um that's definitely going to be a challenge sure 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 um well this has been a great interview learned a lot from you um you know what would you say though um before we before we end the interview here um what would you say for for young people trying to get into this business i mean you know it's it's a it's a tough business for people outside of farming to get into but for for people who really want to get into this business um what sort of tips would you um want if somebody asked you how do i get into this business what sort of things would you tell them you know as far as you know where to start um you know where to go first Things that maybe you would have done, you did mention a couple of things you would have done differently. But, uh, you know, um, if, if somebody was asking you things that maybe you would have done differently um, to set you up um, to be a successful farmer, what would you tell them? Um, so it would, number one would be work on many different farms, you know, learn how to do things different ways and figure out which way is best. So, um, and then... You know, I guess you could go so far as to say work for dairy farms and try to build some equity in cows. You know, own a cow or two at, at a farm if the farmer will let you. You know, maybe seek out farms that will allow you to do that. So if, you know, dairy farming on your own is something you really want to do, maybe in the next 10 years you can grow a small herd, you know, from farm to farm and, uh, and you know, help eliminate that, you know, that purchase of a whole herd. You know, to me, that's a, that's a big deal and uh, growing cows is is hard to do without owning them um so if you do that and then you find some you know a good core group of people to surround yourself with you know it's all about knowledge and 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 surrounding yourself with good people um so if you can work on a bunch of different farms learn a lot of different things and surround yourself with with good people um i think uh you can find success it will be tough it certainly will be tough, but I think uh, it can be done. Mm-hmm. You're, it seems like you're a hardworking guy. Two milkings a day. And of course, you have you know some some young people who are helping you out, and your mom and dad help you out a little bit. But um, in terms of in terms of balance, in terms of having a balanced life where you have you know things going on in your personal life, and you sort of try to balance that out with your work life, um, how important is it, how important is that to you? And what sort of things do you try to do um, off the farm to to keep yourself keep yourself sane i only say that because you know we we talk a lot about um you know farmer depression and all that sort of thing and this has not been a couple of this has not been a good couple of years for dairy farmers so you know i guess cutting straight to the point how do you keep yourself sane and together <laughs> uh it certainly helps like i said just said is surrounding yourself with some good people having you know a, a family there that's uh that's very supportive definitely keeps you and a, in a better mindset, um, having a, a, a significant other to, to help you, whether it be morally, um, or, or, you know, help you even, you know, with, you know, on weekends or whatever it is, it's some spending some time together with them. Um, you know, but, uh, 
I don't do a whole lot off the farm. Um, what I do do off the farm with my girlfriend, Sarah, is showing some cows um, during the summer and things like that. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't watch sports, you know. Everything I do is, is geared around agriculture. Um, so to say uh, getting my mind off of the farm is tough for me. Now, we're recording this a day after the Super Bowl, so can you tell me who won the Super Bowl? I can't. I don't know who played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, that is perfect, and, and that is perfectly fine, so that, that's fine. It's pretty sad, I know. A lot of people will judge for that. But you know, I just don't watch sports. Uh, my, dad, my dad always says that um, I was dragged around to all my brother's sporting events, and I got you know, bored by watching it. Um, so now I have zero interest in watching sports now. But you, but you did play sports in school, though, right? I did play. W- what did you play again? I wrestled and I played lacrosse. You played lacrosse? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were you good? I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed what I did. I enjoyed yeah. playing both of those sports. You know, they're both phys- physical sports. You know, they get you running. They get you moving. Um, they're fun to play. They're fun to do. Uh, so that's, that's why. It's not like baseball. We got... We weren't a baseball family. We weren't a, you know, my, I didn't play football, but we, mm-hmm. I enjoyed wrestling and lacrosse. Are you a beach guy? Do you like going down, being so close I, to the beach? I don't go, like going to the beach. Not a big <laughs> beach fan. I mean, I'll go enjoy myself for a day or so, but I, uh, I can't go hang out for, for a week or whatever yeah. on the beach. Just I only ask you that, of course, we are in Jersey, so, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big beach goer. Certainly there are a lot of people in Jersey that go to the beach all the time, but. I like staying. I'd rather go west into Pennsylvania than go east to the shore. There you go. There you, go. you go to New York a lot? You go to the city? Uh, we do. It's fun because it is, you know, so close. It makes it very accessible to go. Um, so that'll be a nice, you know, a nice treat. Sometimes we go, you know, once or twice a year, go see a, you know, go see a show or go hang out, go walk around, whatever it is, you know, do something a little different. Um, you know, getting back to that aspect of getting your mind off of things. That makes it easier when you can drive there, hang out for the day, and then come back. So, is there a particular show that you that you recall liking that you've seen? Oh, let's see. I took my girlfriend to go see uh, Wicked oh. last year on Broadway, and I enjoyed that. That was a good show. She enjoyed it. Um, so I don't I don't mind you know going sitting through a Broadway show. There, some can be pretty enjoyable, and like I said, it's very different uh, than what I do on a daily basis. So it's it's enjoyable. That's wonderful. Did you enjoy it? I did. You did? It was relaxing watching it. Yep. yep. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank I you very much it. for coming out. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. And our special thanks to Dan Linus of Pittstown, New Jersey, for inviting us on to the dairy farm so we could share his story with all of you. For more information on Dan and on the farm itself, you can read his article at www.americanagriculturist.com. My name is Chris Torres. Thank you for joining us here on the American Agriculturist Young Farmer Podcast.